الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الم تر كيف ضرب الله مثلا كلمه طيبه كشجره طيبه اصلها ثابت وفرعها في السماء تؤتي اكلها كل حين باذن ربها ويضرب الله الامثال للناس لعلهم يتذكرون صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters in the quran sharif there are many many examples that Allah Ta'ala has given many parables and these examples these parables these are meant to give us very very clear lessons deep lessons in Tafsir Ibn Kathir there is a aspect mentioned about some of the pious predecessors that some of them would say that when I hear about some example that has been mentioned in the Quran Sharif if I hear some ayat wherein Allah Ta'ala has mentioned some example and if I don't understand that what is the message in this then I really become very grieved and I cry <coughs> I cry over this because Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an Sharif says, وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْثَالُ نَضْرِبُهَا لِلنَّاسِ وَمَا يَعْقِلُهَا إِلَّا الْعَالِمُونَ That we give these examples for people, but only the people of knowledge understand them. So in other words, if I didn't understand them, I am somebody far away still. So Allah Ta'ala has given many examples, and these examples are meant for us to understand some very simple, sometimes very deep, sometimes very important, everything is important, but something that's very, very directly applicable to us to understand these concepts, to understand these messages. In the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, Allah Ta'ala gives the example of the kalimah tayyiba, and then in the next ayat, Allah Ta'ala also gives the example of the kalimah khabitha The kalimah tayyiba, the pure kalima, which is the kalima of iman. Allah Ta'ala gives its example, like the example of a tree, kashajaratin tayyiba, a very pure tree. A tree, it will have a root, Allah Ta'ala says, this tree, its root, asluha thabit. It's very firm. It's well established. And wafaru'uha fis sama. And then its branches are high up in the sky. Can you imagine such a tree? That the roots are very firm. And to the extent that the roots are firm, to that extent the branches will go higher. Otherwise it will not be able to stand. It will get blown over. So now, the fact that this tree has gone so high, 
it shows how firm the roots are. So the roots are very, very firm, and the branches are high up in the sky. And then Allah Ta'ala says, تُؤْتِي أُكُولَهَا كُلَّ حِينٍ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهَا And this tree gives off its fruit every moment with the permission of its Rabb. Now what is the message, what is the example telling us? What are we supposed to understand from this? This is the example in the Quran Sharif and a similar example Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has given in the Hadith Sharif where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that that Iman has more than 70 branches. Now this branches, again we are getting the example of a tree. And then Nabi Islam explains that the greatest and the most important one here is La ilaha illallah. And the smallest branch, comparatively speaking, smallest branch is to remove something harmful from the way, something that will cause some inconvenience. And then Nabi Islam says, Haya is a very big branch of Iman. So in any case, the basic lesson that we are discussing is that the example that is being given here is that of a tree. This is the example of Iman. A tree which is a very, very pure tree and a tree that has beautiful branches and excellent fruit and those fruit are benefiting all the time. And then in comparison to this, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَثَلُ كَلِمَةٍ خَبِيثَةٍ كَشَجَرَةٍ خَبِيثَةٍ اُجْتُسَّتْ مِنْ فَوْقِ الْأَرْضِ مَا لَهَا مِنْ قَرَارٍ The example that is here being given of the kalimah khabitha, the words of kufr, kufr, shirk, all the things that are away from Allah Ta'ala, all the things that are against the Quran and Sunnah. This is like a most despicable tree a tree that has no way that it can stand, it is just uprooted, it is a rotten tree, it is a tree that gives no fruit. Now there is a comparison here, that there is two different types of trees. One is pure, it gives off pure fruit, it gives off excellent and delicious fruit. The other is a rotten tree, and it can only give something, maybe some thorny plants, it might some thorns it might give, it might give some kind of extremely bitter things that might kill a person maybe it can't give any good what is the message what is the lesson that in dunya those who adopt the way of the Quran Sharif the way of the Sunnah of Rasulullah then they are the people who are benefiting from this tree of Iman and they are part of this tree of Iman then their actions will speak accordingly. They will live the sunnah. They will be people who will have excellent akhlaq. They will be having ibadat in their lives. They will be honesty and truthfulness. They will have that kind of qualities which will endear others, which will attract others to deen, to Islam. How they will deal with the people around them how they will deal with their servants and maids at home, how they will deal with their neighbors, 
and obviously how they deal with their parents, how they deal with their teachers, how they deal with their classmates, how they deal with one and all. They will have that kind of manner of dealing with everybody that will make people be endeared towards that deen that they are practicing on. And obviously people will respect them as well. And everything about their way will speak about this beautiful tree that they have, they are part of. This tree of Iman that is within them. And they are part of it. So now when somebody is part of this tree of Iman, then that akhlaq will also be the same. It will be that akhlaq that Nabi Wasallam taught. Their manner will not be that which will cause taklif and difficulty to others. They will not get fun out of running somebody else down. They will not get enjoyment out of making a fool of someone. They will not get happiness out of making somebody sad, teasing somebody, calling somebody names, calling somebody all kinds of hurtful things, making somebody feel degraded, humiliated. Unfortunately, these things carry on like as if there is no problem with it, with, among classmates, among people in general, because we have detached ourselves from this tree of Iman. So now where we go? We go towards the rotten tree. Now the rotten tree is the tree of Kufr, is the tree of Shirk. And obviously the pure tree Part of this pure tree is the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So the rotten tree will be that path and that way which opposes the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That way of life which is against his Mubarak way of life. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam's life, this was a life of haya. He thought a life of modesty and shame. He thought a life of being very very conscious of that a person must not compromise modesty and shame in anything. Not even the way that a person speaks. Nabi Islam's way of life was to oppose the way of the Yahud and Nasara. Not to have anything to do with their manner, with their styles, with their preferences, even with their words. There are many things where just the word sometime might seem like very fine. It might not have any problem in itself. But because it can link up to something that is incorrect, even that word, the use of that word was something that was prohibited. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions that the Sahaba Ikram, <coughs> they used to say to Rasulullah sometimes to ask for his attention that they also may benefit from him. So, they used to request that Nabi should listen to something that they want to say, etc. Now, the Yahud used to also come in the majlis of Nabi They used to pretend to respect him. They used to pretend to have some kind of respect and honor for him, but in reality they had hatred in their hearts. Now what they would come and do? 
they would come and address Nabi Sallallahu and say Ra'ina but they would say it in a little bit of a distorted way now Ra'ina literally Ra'ina means that consider us give us some consideration give us some attention but they would say it in a distorted way Ra'ina and Ra'ina was now a derogatory word because they were trying to insult Nabi Salaam with this by putting like that extra ya in between Ra'ina one meaning of it is a shepherd so now they know trying to but now they are distorting the word but saying it in a way as if they are saying Ra'ina now to say Ra'ina itself was fine but they were distorting it they were saying something else making it sound like that some Sahaba they also were using this word but they were using it correctly they were saying Ra'ina asking for the same attention but the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, لا تَقُولُ رَاعِنَا وَقُولٌ ذُرْنَا That this word in itself, Ra'ina, is fine, but you don't use this word anymore. You say, unzurna, which gives the same meaning, but it doesn't have even the resemblance of the word that the Yahud are distorting. They are saying something else. They are saying Ra'ina, they are not saying Ra'ina. But they are distorting Ra'ina and making it Ra'ina. Why are they distorting it? Because they want to insult Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So now you avoid even the correct word which has resemblance to that which they are saying. You say something else completely. Now to this extent that even a word which in itself was in order. But because this was something that the Jews had now used wrongly and distorted it and it had a resemblance to what they were saying the Quran Sharif came and prohibited it. You don't say it. You say Unzurna. Now those who are attached to the tree of Iman, they will be conscious of even the words they use. Even the manner in which they do things. Other bigger things is obviously, if they are going to be concerned about even what words they use, how much more they will be concerned about how they act, how they behave, how they dress, where they go to, what they do, they will be far more conscious of all this. And they will not want to have anything to do with any word, any dress, any action, any behavior, any function, any gathering that is part of the tree of the West, the rotten tree. Anything that has a resemblance to the rotten tree, they'll get a smell from it. Whether it is dressing, whether it is speech, whether it is actions, whether it is some behavior, whether it is some function, whether it is something else, whatever it might be. If it has some resemblance towards the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, it has resemblance to the ways of the West, then they will get that rotten stench from it. They will have nothing to do with it. They will not want to use those words. They will not want to dress in that manner. They will not want to have any kind of resemblance with these kind of things. Just to take one example, this is just one example of something that has come up currently. Allah knows best what's the reality of all this. But now some invitation has gone around 
to come to a some function as a diva. Now, what does this mean? So now, the original context in which this is used is of a opera singer. And in the general usage of the word is somebody who is in the style, obviously the style of the West. So now, is this something that is connected to the tree of Iman or is connected to the rotten tree of the West? So now, when a mu'min, he is choosing his words, he is choosing how he conducts himself, what kind of function he has, what kind of occasion he goes to, what kind of dress he wears, because it even says you must come dressed as a diva. So we will be dressing as mu'minas, wherever we go, whether indoors or outdoors. This too is also something we have discussed many times. Unfortunately, it is the same influence of the that wind that blows past that rotten tree. This wind, shaitan, makes it blow so hard that it then disperses some of that seeds of the rotten tree all over the place. Now this wind that shaitan blows, it disperses those seeds and then what happens? The influence sets in. And how then this influence then plays out? Some, it plays out totally. Totally how? Whether they are indoors, whether they are outdoors, they will dress like the people of the rotten tree. But then the sinuses get clogged, so they don't get the odor anymore. Like that person who, this is an incident which Mala Rum Rahmatullah he discusses, that one person was passing by, he was walking down the road, and he passed by one ithar shop. So when he passed by the ithar shop, he suddenly collapsed. And he fell unconscious. So now, people tried to revive him, but they didn't manage to do so. Suddenly somebody passed by, it was his brother. His brother saw that, hey, my brother is lying here unconscious, he has collapsed. What's the problem? So then he just assessed the situation and he realized, okay, what happened? He immediately worked it out. Now, others didn't know the detail, but he worked it out. What he did was, he quickly just turned around and close by in the gutter somewhere, what he saw was, what was lying there was some dog had left its mess there. So he took something, some, whatever it was, some, like in our case now we'll say some tissue or something, whatever he took, and he picked up some of this mess of the dog, and now he quietly brought it close to the nose of his brother who was lying unconscious. And suddenly this fellow revived. Everybody was astonished. Nobody knew now what he did quietly. Everybody was surprised what happened here. That what kind of magic you did here that this fellow revived. So in any case then he explained to whatever, whoever might have, he explained to that this brother of mine, he works in the sewer department, picking up the buckets all day. This is his job. So now his nose and his mind and everything got clogged up with that terrible odor. And now that has become part of him. 
So now when he got the very good smell of the ether as he was passing the ether shop, he couldn't handle that. He collapsed. Some people collapse emotionally. Some people collapse, even Allah knows best, physically or whatever. When they are given the purity of the sunnat, because they are so filled with that filth of the West, they cannot imagine, is this how a woman is supposed to dress in this manner, completely covered? No, this can't be na'uzubillah. They collapse. Some people collapse when they are given the manner of how a home should be in terms of deen, in terms of sunnah, how it should be pure from all the kinds of devices, from the television, from all the other evils and filth. How can we have a home like this? They collapse. They can't hear it. Because their minds and hearts are so filled with that filth of the, and the stench of all that filth, they can't imagine anything else. So, this is the thing that the same thing happens here that when we were talking about that this wind that blows past this tree of this rotten tree so it brings about this kind of influence and effects for some what kind of effect it has it just blows them over completely whether they are indoors whether they are outdoors whether they are at some family function whether they are going just to for some errand or whatever they are going for doesn't matter to them where they are in front of who they are they totally adopt the way of that rotten tree what has come from that rotten tree they will dress in that manner they will dress in the most shameless way wherever they are and they will regard it as nothing because the sinuses have been clogged up so deep so terribly so it now they don't get the smell from it because their minds are now all clogged up with this and they feel Na'uzubillah actually proud over it. And if somebody dares say something against it, they can't understand it. It's totally beyond their imagination that what's wrong with it. So some are completely blown out. Then there are some who are 50-50. 50-50 outside, then they are trying to attach themselves to the tree of Iman. Then they will dress in that manner and they will conduct themselves in that manner. Somehow when it becomes indoors, then now the tree of Iman gets left outside. Indoors, now they link themselves up to the rotten tree. So now suddenly, all that garments and clothing which are shameless outside, but it becomes very much acceptable inside. Now they are walking in front of their brothers, in front of their fathers, in front of anybody. And if they don't do that, then if they are not 50-50, then they might be 30-70. Okay, they won't walk in front of the males at all, but then in front of the females, it's all become acceptable. Whereas, to expose the part of the satar in front of a female also, is not permissible. And even the shape of the satar is not permissible. This is just as haram. But now that rotten tree... And that effects of the rotten tree, when that starts creeping in, then a person can't seem to figure out what's going on, can't seem to fathom where things are sliding to, how things are getting rotten from day to day, and how this is going to get worse from, grand, from the grandmother to the mother, there was already a decline of some degrees. From the mother to the daughter, it's gone many more degrees. 
And Allah forbid by the time the granddaughter grows up, where it will be? And when that great granddaughter comes, Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. Because this is a slide. And this is a terrible slide. And it's sliding towards Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So it's picking up this filth as it's going along. And if the slide is not arrested, if it's not turned the other way around, then it will keep sliding in that direction. It doesn't remain at one point. It cannot be neutral. It starts sliding, it will slide further and further. And it will go in this mess completely. That pants will get tighter and tighter. And then just as long as there is a long burqa covering everything, it will all become fine. Just as long as there is some cloak over it, it will become fine. And then after that, once indoors, so now that 50-50 story. But now, this is the aspect that we need to become conscious about. That we are attached to the tree of Iman. And the tree of Iman gives off the fruit of Iman. The fruit of Iman, this is only the Quran and Sunnah. This is only the way of life of Rasulullah This has got nothing to do with the way of the West. In fact, it totally opposes the way of the West. It opposes their manner of speech, their choice of words. It totally opposes their way of dressing, their way of functions, how they conduct themselves, or what kind of functions they have. It totally has a completely different way of life. This is a pure way. It's a way which protects every individual. It protects the chastity of the individual. It protects the respect and honor of the individual. It enhances the beauty of Haya. It enhances the strength of all the good qualities. And the rotten tree, the rotten tree can only provide rot. can only provide that which is evil. It can only provide that which has no benefit, but it has harm. It ruins people's respect in dunya also. It ruins people's consciousness of deen. It makes them become totally shameless. How they dress doesn't matter to them. How they conduct themselves makes no difference. What they are only concerned about is that how can they have fun? That becomes the bottom line. Now, if that fun means in their mind, obviously shaitan is all inspired by shaitan. If shaitan says that the fun will be by dressing in this manner, then you must dress like that. If the fun, shaitan says and inspires that fun will be in having such a kind of function and occasion, then you must do it. No matter how shameless it might be, no matter how much it would go against the commands of Allah Ta'ala, no matter how it might insult the way of Rasulullah like the Yahud came in that time and they were distorting things and saying, Ra'ina. So Allah Ta'ala sent the ayat of the Quran Sharif and prohibited the use of that word also. The correct word, which was resembling it, Allah Ta'ala prohibited it because of their distortion that was now insulting Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. With our adopting clearly the ways of the West, our adopting clearly their fashions, our adopting clearly their styles, what a kind of insult this will be. If that correct usage of the word, which was not the distorted way of using it, the correct usage of the word, if that too was prohibited because of its resemblance with the distortion,
because of its resemblance with the way of the Yahud and their mischief, then can we imagine wholeheartedly adopting their way itself? Wholeheartedly adopting their styles itself? Their stinking manner of dressing? Their nauseating jeans and t-shirt culture? Can we imagine what an insult this is to the way of Rasulullah Can we imagine what an insult this is to the Mubarak and pure Sunnah of his of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, words itself will not change this. What will change it is action. These topics have been discussed on so many times that we have lost count. And inshallah, as we mentioned, perhaps last week also we mentioned this, that we won't stop discussing it. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that these discussions now become actions. We have, alhamdulillah, discussed it many, many times. Now the time has come to translate these discussions into actions. Now what is going to be the man of action? This requires some people, it requires some special servants of Allah Ta'ala, it requires some chosen people, some people who Allah Ta'ala will make the means of guidance for thousands of others, it requires some people to make a statement, to take a stand and to make a declaration, to take some step forward and to say that as of now, I am going to have nothing to do with this western style and western culture and I am not even going to resemble this in any way. I am not even going to resemble it. If somebody calls me old-fashioned, somebody calls me that I, as we often say, that I am dressing like my great-granny's elder sister, if somebody wants to laugh at me, then we spoke about this Hadith Sharif last, last week, that a time will come when a person will be given a choice, Nabi Islam is saying, a time will come when a person will be given a choice, بَيْنَ الْعَجْزِ fujur, either to be called a fool or to get involved in sin. Allah's Nabi Islam is saying, except to be called a fool. You don't worry, be happy with that. But don't ever get involved in the wrong. So now this has become the crossroads. Either we're going to take the path of the tree of Iman and get attached to that and ourselves benefit from that excellent and delicious fruit and pass it on to others. Otherwise we're going to connect ourselves to the rotten tree. We need to decide. Now it requires some people to take a stand and to make a declaration and to be taking the way forward to talk to their friends, to talk to their family people, to talk to those who are associated with them in some way and to say this is my decision as of now. If I own anything that is not conducive to this, I am going to change it immediately as soon as I can just now completely transform all this and bring about that kind of garments, I will just perhaps delve a little bit in this, that even in every era, women adorn themselves for their husbands, and within the limits of shariat, within the home and so on, to be within certain limits, to be adorning themselves was never forbidden, so that happened all the time. 
why suddenly in this age, adornment only became possible in the way of the shameless West? How come that in this time and age, anything besides the way of the shamelessness of the West, there can be no adornment in it? It's because that the cataracts have set in the eyes, the cataracts that were blown from this tree of the rotten tree. So now a person can only see so-called beauty in the rotten things. Like the fly, it sees something very, very good for itself in the dog's mess lying on the floor. So that fly just runs to it. So we need to now reflect within ourselves. So there is still ample leeway for adornment, for being dressing in a way that's presentable, etc., whatever it is, that is something which is quite clear, but not in the way of the West, not in their styles, not in their fashion. It doesn't have to be shameless to be good. It doesn't have to be revealing to be attractive. It doesn't have to be sticking to the body for it to be acceptable. In fact, that is totally unacceptable. Now, it requires some people to take the stand forward and to not only quietly do it themselves, but to now become proponents of this. To become the forerunners. وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ Allah Ta'ala speaks very highly about the forerunners in the Qur'an Sharif. That there are some people who take the courage. They take the courage, they open the way for others. There are many, many people who understand in their hearts that this is filthy. This is dirt. This is nauseating. But somehow because of the society, because of everybody around, because of family members, because of near and dear ones, all supporting the rotten tree, now they just don't have the courage to take that stand. But suddenly they see some people, mashallah, these are people now moving in that direction. There are several people now. Others are also taking that line to do things in the correct way, to be attached to the tree of Iman they also suddenly now pluck up the courage. So it's they in their hearts, but they are just lacking the courage. They, are, they will be those forerunners who will take the reward of all these people that will walk behind them. And on the day of Qiyamah, Inshallah, these forerunners, they will stand up in the line alongside the, sahaba, the Sahabiyat because they now brought alive the culture of the Sahabiyat and the legacy of the Sahabiyat. So inshallah they will be raised with them. And because they brought alive their culture, inshallah they can be having full hope of the, of the shafat and intercession of the sahabiyat. Now this is our opportunity. This is not something by the way. This is something very very deep, very important. There's a whole, there's a rush towards this westernism. There is this just headlong dive into all this filthy culture. And it's becoming like a tsunami. Barely any home is safe. Now it requires some people to take a stand. That anything that resembles this western culture of dress especially and even other things in life, we are now going to change this. We don't want to even have any vague resemblance. Like the use of the word ra'ina in itself was correct. But it had a resemblance to the distortion of the Yahud. Allah Ta'ala forbade it. We are not going to have any resemblance also to the styles of the West. In the styles of their shoes, in the styles of their dressing, in their whatever, however it goes. 
Now it requires some foreigners, and these are the people who Allah Ta'ala will elevate in dunya also, in akhirat as well, that respect and honor Allah will grant them in dunya as well, and in the akhirat is beyond imagination. Though obviously we don't do it for any respect in dunya, we do it for Allah Ta'ala alone. We do it for His pleasure and for His blessings. So may Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we totally detach ourselves from all the things that are driving towards the western way of life that are taking us towards this rotten tree. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we totally attach ourselves, not 50-50, totally attach ourselves to the tree of Iman and become part of that and enjoy the delicious fruit ourselves and pass it on to others as well. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين